time for the October 28th, 2022 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history broadcasting on Frankenstein Friday (laughs) from the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And, as always, the honorary Shetland Pony of the Lollipop League, Mahler, the fake news dog. Yeah, Mahler. That's it, huh? That was a little half-hearted. I, I didn't really... On, that was really... Do, do something for me Come here. on. Yeah, there we go. Well, we're all a little tired. Yeah, boy. I get it, but come on. It's showtime. Today... We'll be talking about elephant justice, fascist ecology, a spaghettified star, ash bats, nose picking, and more. But first, an important question. Uh oh. What are you going to do for Halloween this year, Mike? <laughs> are you going to dress up as anything? No, or? I I never, I never dress up for anything. I don't ever. I don't know. I don't think I'll do anything as usual. You're doing nothing for Halloween. I will be. I'll turn. I'll turn the lights on on the front porch area uh-huh. and stick a bowl of candy out there. You stick a bowl of candy out yeah, there. Yeah. You don't even answer the door. Well, there's the there's the gate. You let the and the, then there's the, the front children door. Just take whatever they it's want. It's the honor system here at the uh, the Casper household. Yeah, and because you just can't be bothered. Well, I'm not going to stand out there like some creepy old guy handing out. No, but they ring the doorbell. That's the idea. They ring the doorbell. Right, and like I said, there's the gate. So they there's ring several the doorbell. steps to the front door. So the process is they walk to the to the front of the house, open the gate. They don't. The gate's already open. The gates. Well, they walk up, take candy, and walk away. No, no, no the bowl's out in front of the gate. We. You know, we're, so it's not even. They yeah. don't even need to walk in. Listen, this isn't my operation. This is. I'm. I'm just there. I'm. I'm the support system for that operation. I don't. Yes. This isn't even an operation. I, I this realize. Is put a bowl full You're of. Right. Half hast is what yeah. it is. But let me ask you, Nathan Callahan, yeah. what are your intentions? What are your plans for Halloween? Well, Mahler and I. Oh, okay. Kind of going around. Okay. And uh, you know, biting kids, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a Halloween, a Halloween tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> oh, we don't bite them, but no. we, we terrorize them. Well, because I, I, I take shaving cream yeah. and I put it all around Mahler's mouth, <laughs> and I scream "Mad Dog, Mad Dog." Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and it's great fun. Watch great, the great kids fun. go scrambling for the uh, for the uh, yeah. By the way, I've seen him out there. Yeah, and he hasn't. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you, Mahler, and I know you don't bite the kids, but what you do is you take a bite out of their bag and all yeah. their candy spills out all over the street. Uh, and it's just a free-for-all. And then all. it's a free-for-all. Uh, There's a lot of hair pulling and things yeah, that are going on. Yeah, it's You fun. like that, don't it's you, fun, Mahler? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. From the New Republic, candy prices jumped more than 13% oh. over the past year, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's the largest single-year jump ever. The main reason for the steep hike are the fast-rising cost of sugar, flour, milk, and labor. Sugar is up 17.1%. Flour, 24%. Milk, 15.2%. Labor, 5.1%. It's a miracle it didn't go up more. But still, yeah, the prices are not uniform. Okay. Among uh, the dozen most popular Halloween candies, 
The steepest price increases uh, were for Starburst, up 35%, and Skittles, up 42%. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a doubling in a year. Yeah. Both of these candies are Mars Incorporated mm -hmm. candies, and that's a privately held company. And that, along with Hershey, they dominate the U.S. candy market, mm -hmm. Mars and Hershey. Mm -hmm. In fact, the Marses are the third richest family in the United States. Is that you didn't know no, that. No, I did not know that. Only the Waltons and the Cokes are richer. Wow. Yeah. As recently as the 1960s, the U.S. candy market was largely regional. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you had your Necco wafers. Yeah, that's right. Necco. And that was one part of the country. <laughs> but then Hershey's and Mars started buying out independent candy makers. And by 2013, they controlled 60% 60, 60 of the candy market in the U.S. and 75% of the chocolate market. But you know what? What? Bernie Sanders has something to say about all this. All right, let's go, Bernie. Yeah. Go, Bernie, go. About this Halloween candy price gouging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cost of Halloween candy <laughs> has surged more than 13.1% since last September. The Mars candy bar family became 44% richer during the pandemic, increasing their wealth by $32.6 billion. Yeah. Billion. Thank you, Bernie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, he, he really leaned in that one, too. I like the way he... Thirty-two point six billion dollars. Yeah, the, the whole thing with the with the gap between the super rich and the rest of us is sickening. Yeah, and what do they do? They make candy for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah, I can imagine that candy sales were up. People are sitting around their house a lot more. They're kind yeah. of stressed out. A little that sugar high will get them through the rest of the day and all that kind of. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and they yeah. And don't you said the Koch brothers? That was that's a triggering word for me. So let's move on. I, I don't really want to. Okay. okay, yeah. Okay. Enough about yeah. Halloween. Yeah. From iScience, that's I as in you and me, I, I or internet science. Okay. A new study found that large groups of insects can, be, can create an electrical charge in the atmosphere comparable to storm clouds. Yeah. Honeybees, for example, collect a positive charge as their wings, which beat more than 200 times a second, rub against molecules in the air. And use it to attract negatively charged pollen. There you go. Spiders spin negatively charged webs that reach out to trap positively charged insects. Wow. And they use the electric field of trees to float through the air. <laughs> positively charged hummingbirds pull negatively charged plant stamens toward their beaks. Of course, they're not insects, but... It's all over. It's These all part of tiny creatures. Yeah, it's all part of nature. That's amazing. The new study found that when insects like honeybees and locusts gather in swarms, the individual charges in each creature aggregate to form electric fields in the atmosphere as strong as the fields created by thunderstorms. Wow. Yeah. Those trillions of tiny bodies that electrify the air could help, uh, eventually help, to explain basic weather events. And fill in a picture of the complex environment around us. You know, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's an amazing story, Nathan. Uh, yeah. That's uh, between that and the twenty quadrillion ants that are running around the planet. I'm becoming a little more either respectful or fearful 
of the animal of kingdom. The yeah, of the insects, yes. That's if they way. ever elect a president. Yeah, well, they got enough votes. They just yeah. have to just turn out. It's about turnout for the ants. Yeah. They just don't seem to get to the polls very yeah. often. If this news makes you want to sing the body electric, may I recommend a donation to KUCI to be surrounded by beautiful, curious, breathing music and voices? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free, free form, free speech radio, KUCI. 88.9 FM. From the Washington Post. The Mississippi River. You ever been there? Yeah. Yeah? I was in New Orleans once. Yeah. And you looked at the it. Mighty, Missis- the mighty Mississippi. The mighty Mississippi. Yeah. The big, oh. is that the big easy? No, that's that's New Orleans. Yeah. But yeah, never mind. Sorry. It's the big wet. It's the big, it's it's the big the, wet. But not so much anymore. Oh, don't tell me. The Mississippi, the nation's mightiest, most mythical river, has been strangled by months of dry conditions, oh my God. which have sent water levels plummeting to historic lows. <sighs> For weeks now, the slow-moving crisis has made it difficult, if not impossible, to move barges down a river that serves as a highway for about 60% of the nation's foreign-bound corn and soybeans. The result is a season of uncertainty for many up and down the river who depend on it for their livelihoods, from farmers growing crops to the tugboat pilots who steer barges toward the Gulf of Mexico and back. Historically, the winding river was marked by a wide floodplain that would swell during wetter years, while drier years would leave pools and deeper spots throughout the waterway. But the river has since been altered by dams, levees, and other structures, and engineers engineered to maintain a, cer- a central channel that carries barge traffic. Wow. Now the river has become so dry that that central channel is about all that is flowing in some places. Levels have sunk so low that many boat ramps don't stretch down far enough to reach the water. Docks that usually float with ease sit tilted and grounded on riverbanks. And now in its outlook for the coming winter, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said they expect drought conditions to worsen in the lower Mississippi Valley. Oh my God. With a climate pattern known as La Nina expected to bring dry conditions to the southern United States. Nathan, this was just handed to me by our crack research team uh-huh. here at uh, Weekly yeah. Signals. Yeah. One of the other elements... Yeah, that was Mahler, right? Yeah, that was Mahler, yeah. yeah. I was trying to make it sound like it was, you know, but thank you, Mahler. Uh, he just handed me this information. Thank you, Mahler. It is that the water levels levels are so low that the, Atlant- the well, Gulf seawater is beginning to creep inland, which is really bad news. Yeah. That will wow. pollute freshwater supplies and also make it hard, harder to grow crops if it goes far enough up the, up the river. Yeah, that and can, go into the groundwater. And go into the groundwater, exactly. Yeah. So in addition to the fact that not, not, there's not enough flowing, seawater will start to creep into the mainland. Yikes. From BBC News, Elephant Justice. Mm-hmm. A Ugandan court sentenced an ivory trader to life in prison. The longest sentence for such crimes in the country's history. Pascal Ochiba was arrested in January this year with two pieces of ivory weighing nearly 22 pounds. 
That got him life in prison. Okay. The magistrate said Ochiba, has, as a repeat offender, deserved life in prison for the future protection of wildlife. He just kept doing it. Yeah. They're locking him away for life. The consequences aren't apparently strong enough yeah. to keep these people from doing it again. Yeah. For example, uh, in 2020, a hunter who killed a silverback gorilla known as Rafiki, as even, you know, we had named the gorilla. Mm-hmm. It was that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. This yeah. guy shoots him. He had a, an 11-year sentence. In September of this year, two men were each sentenced to eight years in jail for killing six rare climbing tree-climbing lions. Oh. Seems like they should be uh, get life. But anyway, this, uh, uh, I guess it's about the money, huh? Yeah. The uh, guy who took the uh, their tusks, yeah. who had two pieces of ivory, gets life in prison. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know if that will serve as a deterrent or not. Remember Donnie Douchebag? He went on big game hunting, Donnie Jr. Uh-huh. Was, didn't he? Wouldn't Donald he bra- Trump. Donald, well, yeah, that who shall not, not Donald be. Donald Stern. That who shall not be spoken. Donald Trump Jr. Jr. Yeah. He was bragging about his big game hunting and uh-huh. killing. Well, uh, people do that. I know they do. What are you going to do? Bag them. Bag, bag them and tag them. That's what I say. From Axios. I meant. Donnie Jr., not, yeah. not anything that he was shooting. No, I, that's what I meant, too. Donnie, bag him and tag him. From Axios, emperor penguins were listed as a threatened species under the Endangered Species Act. Emperor penguins. Their sea ice habitat is shrinking. Experts predict that 99% of the world's emperor penguin population will disappear by 2100 Jesus. without significantly reducing carbon pollution. You doing your homework there? Uh, no, I, the Mahler put me on to some of this stuff. I want to make sure that, that we're up to date. And uh, thank you, Mahler. Yeah. Heat-trapping gases released by humans, use of fossil fuels is causing the ice to disappear and break apart. Yeah, Of course. That ice is essential to the animal's livelihood. It is where they breed, raise their chicks, and escape predators. Emperor penguins endangered now. And from Y, W-H-Y-Y, Y, New Jersey. W-H-Y-Y. Yeah, W-H-Y-Y. Well, they had a W, and they either went with two W's, or they had to put an H in there. You could put a K in front, but you have to be on the other side of the Mississippi. Yeah, you have to do that. K-Y. K-Y. I wonder if there is a K-Y. Probably not. Maybe. From K-Y. From Y, yeah. W-H-Y-Y, New Jersey. The New Jersey New Jersey itself uh-huh. filed a lawsuit against five oil companies and a trade organization saying the companies knowingly deceived the public about their contributions to global warming. This has been going on all over the place, but now New Jersey. New Jersey Attorney General Matthew Platkin said internal industry documents show ExxonMobil, Shell Oil, Chevron, BP, ConocoPhillips all hid knowledge that burning fossil fuels contributes to climate change. And we've known this for a while. Jesus, I was just going to say, how many effing years do we have to say this out loud that it's been true since 1975, 78, 79, somewhere in there they knew? Forever, Mike. You'll have to say it forever. I know. And then people still won't get it. Yeah. And they'll vote Republican. Yes, they will. Because it's about their their freedom, Nathan. It's about their freedom. Has what, nothing to do when with are you going to get it? About their perceived freedom. It's about their freedom. 
Except for women. It's not about freedom. It's about their perception it's, per, yeah, it's of what per, freedom I, is. That's what I meant. Oh. Yes. That changed their idea of what freedom is. Except for women. Except for women? Yeah. They're not they, voting they're for No, I'm just saying they're free, except for women who want to make decisions about their own body. Then that's not freedom anymore. That's not freedom anymore. Yeah. Who's free? Are you free? <laughs> this moment, I'm free to sit here. If I walk yeah. out the door and run somebody over, I won't be free for very well, much Well, yeah, long. but that's not what they're talking about. I know. When I'm, Republicans I'm, talk, they're not saying... What they're talking about is owning ooh. guns and, and, and being... And imposing their particular set of morality and moral values on the rest of us. That's what they define freedom as. Their, uh-huh. their freedom as so-called Christians to be able to make it so that you or I, as non-Christians, will not be able to achieve something in our lives that we would like to do. It's about their freedom to impose their set of morality and whatever crazy on the rest of us. I just think they have a bad idea of regulations. Okay. Yeah. That they don't understand that laws are regulations. But this whole movement on the Republican right wing side is about freedom of of religion. That's the thing. That's the new clarion call from them. And that has to do with being but able to... But the word to... freedom itself. Oh, yeah. The yes, word freedom of course, itself of course, is what I'm... gets them. It's yeah. not freedom of religion. Their idea of freedom of religion only means they're free to be Christians. Not they're free to be any other religion. At the so expense of everyone take, else's Take right. the religion part out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, you, we're, you like those Christian national things, don't you? I do. You like, you like labels. I, you know, I was watching, my dad watches that Catholic channel. Uh-huh. And now over the last six months or so, they've become, they, they keep talking about church and government. Uh-huh. They, keep, they keep mingling those two concepts. What's ideas. trendy. It's very trendy right now. It's very trendy, yes. You can't turn on TBN and not hear them talk about God and country. It's, it's become the only thing they talk about. And that, to me, is a predicate for Christian nationalism. Yeah. Yeah. But what's really wrong with them? I wish I knew. I would try to help them. Because Christian national. well, that's how we break through. Yeah. We don't lay a label on no, them and uh, then yeah. scream about it. That's no. just... I I have talked to people who believe those things. Uh-huh. I've done my best to try and talk them out of it. So I don't know. Well, meanwhile, yeah. back at in New Jersey, the lawsuit against these oil companies alleges the trade group American Petroleum Institute designed public relations campaigns aimed at convincing the public that climate change does not exist and creating confusion and doubt about the role of oil and gas. Nathan, been, will we ever really know if climate change is is real i mean nathan there's always you know come on there's oh there's come on can we ever know you're being facetious mike yes and i don't appreciate it i'm sorry please forgive me you're listening to kuci 88.9 fm irvine california visit us on the web at kuci.org on facebook at facebook.com slash kuci 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. Ah, what is it? Mm. Ah, mm. not too bad. It's here at the station. It's 826 on Friday morning. It was foggy this morning. Yes. 
Yeah. It was. It was, it was uh, also very, as often happens when it's foggy, a lot of moisture in the air. And I was squeegeeing my windows frantically on my way, on my attempt to get here today. And it kept, the, the moisture returned as soon as I swiped it off the window. So Imagine that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It is. I think it's, it has to do with not low, that What low we usually low. have here in California is dry fog, mm. uh-huh, where you don't have to squeegee your windows at all. Because mm-hmm. it's doesn't really show up the moisture is gone it's just kind of a dry fog where we're walking around just in a daze yeah 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 i saw that horror movie where the fog was filled with toxic or mind-altering that horror movie it was a there was a horror movie where they're walking through and it was called the fog i believe it was called the fog yeah and they Mm -hmm. walked that when they got to the other side of the fog i have to feel in parts of your brain i think you just have this mouth yeah. And it just kind of... Well, I was going to get to that part. Of, I was getting to that you know, part of the there story. there was a title, it was no, no, that. No, I feel the pressure. If I <laughs> don't explain 14 things in about five seconds, I will be... This is exactly what will happen. Yeah. So, um You yeah. should say, if you don't know the name of the movie... No. I what's was, the point? I was going to... You know get, that movie where the guy... I was I, They shot that guy. To, yeah, they shot that guy. Yeah, yeah, you remember that? And, where, and he died. Yeah. That, 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 that thing. That, that was thing that high noon. High noon. That was what... Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. From CNN. Yeah, that's right. Shell. Shell Oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From England. Are we still talking about the oil companies? British. Yeah. yeah I'm okay. segueing from, okay. Oh, okay. from what we thought, you oh, know. Yeah. In what, 1979. Climate change yeah. when, when actually it was yeah. just a lawsuit against yeah. climate change. Okay, got it. From CNN, mm-hmm. Shell will buy back $4 billion worth of shares and increase its dividend by 15% yeah. after posting another gigantic quarterly profit thanks to gouging consumers with obscenely high oil and gas prices. That's what they did. Yeah. So, you know, this bit about Biden causes the high gas prices? Yeah. Come on. And it also has the net effect of being able to say to the American public, look at if inflation, look at the cost of filling up your gas tank. Yeah. Let's throw those bums out. You'd have thought that they would have bought back this $4 billion worth of shares after the elections. They don't care. They don't care who's They're, running they the country. Really think I think they, they do. Has it has it really ever cost them? Has the oil company really ever paid a price for its policies for the damage? I think it's done? Reagan freed them a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think you know Reagan was the big oil president. Yeah, he was. Shell posted net income of nine point four five billion in the third quarter, more than double the four point one billion it recorded a year ago. The additional buybacks will increase total share purchases for the year to $18.5 billion. That's 10% of the company's shared capital. Mm -hmm. Stock buybacks of this kind used to be illegal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Security and Exchange Commission frowned on them. So did most economists. It was the anti-regulatory Reagan administration that made them legal. And I think that's what we mean by freedom. Yeah. There you when go. When the Republicans talk about it, it is freedom. Yeah. 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 We don't want no regulations. No. We want to be able to charge you whatever we feel like. And we don't want to be care about your health. Nope. We don't want to freedom to make money. Care about paying you a living wage. Nope. Just give us money and profits 
I got mine, you get yours. Keep the regulations away. Freedom. That's freedom. With the majority of their compensation coming from stock options and stock awards, senior corporate executives have used open market buybacks to manipulate their company's stock prices to their own benefit and that of others who are in the business of timing and buying and selling of public listed shares. Mm-hmm. Buybacks enrich these opportunistic shareholders, investment bankers, and hedge fund managers, as well as senior corporate executives, mm-hmm. at the expense of you and me, mm-hmm. at the expense of employees, mm-hmm. as well as their continuing shareholders. In other words, the guy in the street. Yeah. These buybacks do be- benefit the executives at the very top, the, yeah. the people with a lot of stock, obviously. Right. And the people that know what's going on. And the people on the inside who yeah. knew what was going to happen, which yeah. they claim they won't. They don't know. Here's one for you. We're talking about a lot about the environment, huh? Yes, we are. It's important. From Politico. Mm-hmm. It's where we live. The environment. <laughs> yeah, that's... From Politico. Yes. Italy's newly elected prime minister, right-winger, and part-time fascist, Georgia Maloney. Yeah. Has a message for climate campaigners like you and me. Uh-oh. Climate campaigners where they get this crap. God, we just yeah, would like to live in a place that's not going to burn up. So How let, about that? So wanting an environment that's more hospitable to human life, we're yeah. campaigners? Yeah, we're, we're climate campaigners. We're campaigners. Georgia Maloney said the right wing is all about fighting climate change. That's you, what she says. There's nothing more right wing than ecology, she said. I don't get that. No. The right loves the environment because it loves the land, the identity, the homeland. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what she said. Now that she's taken power in Rome at the head of a turbulent coalition of right wing and nationalist parties led by her Brothers of Italy group, her message is that carbon dioxide emissions can be lowered without having to sacrifice economic growth and employment. Ah, Drink up, Shriners. Maloney and her Brothers of Italy party signed a declaration of response to the challenges of a warming planet, saying, we must collectively do much more than combat the threat of climate change. We will not achieve these aims by harming the economy or through the exclusively exclusively state-led approach. In other words, we can't have government involved. No. We have to let all the companies do whatever they want to take care of this big problem. And of course they'll do it. Of course they will, Nathan. Without any any idea of profits. No. Just put aside for a second that, and they don't care about this, that every corporation, certainly with a board of directors, has a fiduciary responsibility to maximize profit. That is the essence of what corporate... America is about a legal obligation to maximize profit. I don't think they have a legal one, do they? That's according to the charters. Yes, you. If you're on the board of directors and your your well, team, the charter, but it's not. I mean, it's not governmentally. Well, legal. it's not you mandated. Can't take they, them to they court. No, you can't throw them in jail because they didn't maximize profit. Yeah, yeah. but that is the that's the gist that's of it. That's their their yeah. agreement. That's somebody who's right behind yeah. you who will maximize profit if yeah. you don't want to. We need to harness the expertise and creativity of businesses and entrepreneurs. That's how they're going to tackle this climate change. Mm -hmm. Forget about the scientists. No. No, we don't need them. Bunch of crackpots. As part of the declaration, Maloney promised to uphold mid-century net zero objectives. 
a target agreed to by all EU countries, and support climate funding for emerging and vulnerable nations. I don't know what to say about all <laughs> what this. What is that word salad actually made? She just, the fact that these people can say out loud things that are diametrically opposed to the thing that they're talking about and make, try to make it sound like this is what they're doing is a lot of people's fault. But our, pres, our former president, disgraced president, has done an, a lot to weaponize that stuff. Weaponize. Um, just lying. Lying. Lying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lying through your teeth. Why haven't the Democrats... Every day, every hour they're campaigning, say Trump lied about the election. They don't say it enough. I'm sorry. They just don't. And people are now going to vote on the idea. They're going to vote for this madness well, now. Trump lied about the election. He, li- Trump they, lied, about he the election. lied about the election. Trump he lied about the election. He lied about the election. He lost. Trump lied about the it election. Was an, it was, Trump lied it was about a landslide victory hey, for Trump. Can, can we get sued for this? Trump lied about he the election. He lied about the election. By yeah. the way, anybody who... By the way, did you know that Trump lied about the election? I he had lost. No idea. He lost by 7.5 million votes, and he lost by like 70 electoral votes. He lost. Yeah. And he's screwing up the country because he can't admit that he lost an election, which is a real loser. He is a loser. Yeah, he really absolutely. Is. Yeah, he is a loser. I mean, positively and uh, what do they got it? With the seal of approval. Yes. A loser. A loser. Certifiable. There you go. Certifiable. All right. From the Indian Express. I feel better. At the urging of President Jair Bolsonaro. Oh. Down there in Brazil. Yes. Some of Brazil's leaders are trying to make it a crime to incorrectly forecast an election. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. <laughs> Except, of course, if they win. Yeah. Yeah. If they forecast that they're being cheated and, and, and that they actually won when they didn't, yeah, that's okay. Brazil's House of Representatives has fast-tracked a bill that would criminalize publishing a poll that is later shown to fall outside the margin of error. Oh, my God. So my suggestion is just have a bigger margin of enter, error. That's, you <laughs> know. It's a 20-point margin of error. <laughs> Plus, or minus Plus or minus 100%. <laughs> The proposal and other efforts. People never look at the margin of error. They just, oh. You ever see, hear, see a headline that says margin of error? In Down it? in the bottom right yeah. corner, there's usually a plus minus two and a half or yeah, something like exactly. that. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm gonna call up some of my friends in Brazil and get them on this. You know, yeah, just, just increase your margin of error. That's yeah. what Mike and I do. Yeah, we have great margins of error. We've, here we, at we, have, we have workable margins of error for for me. <laughs> By the way, within the margin of error. Uh, Bolsonaro is a douchebag, and that, that's a like yeah, a that's that's, that's within like the margin. A, it's, that's like, there's no margin of error. There's really, how much margin of error <laughs> yeah. on that one? I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Uh, the proposal and other efforts to investigate pollsters for their recent miscalculations are part of a broader narrative pushed by Bolsonaro and his allies, without evidence. Right. That Brazil's political establishment and the left are trying to rig the election against him. Yeah, of course. You know what that does? The, the the net effect of that is yeah, polling is Lula is ahead in all the polls right yeah. now. Right. So if they outlaw polls, basically, they're saying then when they come in and say we claim they claim that they won the election. Yeah. They're going to be able to say, well, the, the there was no polling. Yeah. I mean, we we were winning and we knew, you what know, do you it mean just, we it's, didn't it muddies the water. I guess we, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we were way ahead. We were in way ahead. Our polls. Yeah. I mean, within I, he took a poll at his Thanksgiving dinner, and he was way ahead. Yeah, I got a poll for him. Yeah, as 
Brazil prepares to vote in a presidential runoff on October 30th, the survey has continued to show Bolsonaro trailing his left-wing rival, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, a former president, though the race seems to be tightening. That's quite a yeah. pairing there. The two of yeah. them have been going at it for and, it seems like a decade. And now. Lula got thrown in jail for many years yeah. for something he didn't really know about. It was yeah. about an apartment that yeah. he, you know, it was some crazy thing they threw him in jail over. Bolsonaro has taken to calling polling firms liars, claiming uh, that their mistakes swung up to three million votes to De Silva in the first round and has advocated for the firms to face consequences. Oh polling firms said that their work was not to predict elections, but to provide a snapshot of voters' intentions at the time the survey is conducted. Yeah. Jeez. That's kind of the Part definition of, it is of a just poll. the ignorance of the population. Yeah, why don't you just not vote for people who lie? Or How's don't, that? Or don't ro- read polls, you yeah, know, if, yeah, that's, yeah. if that's what this is all about. Yeah. Meanwhile, according to the New York Times, Brazil's election will determine the planet's future. Yes, it will. Rainfall across two continents, including over California's agricultural heartlands, comes from Brazil's Amazon. <sighs> Life-saving medicines are derived from Amazonian species. Billions of tons of carbon are held in its trees. Our dependence on this ecosystem cannot be overstated. President Bolsonaro is defiant in his desire to sacrifice the Amazon, its conservation reserves, and indigenous lands to agribusiness and development. It's what he's been doing yeah. whenever he's in office. His challenger, Luis Inacio Lula da Silva, promises to stop the destruction and prove that he can be tough on environmental crime and deliver results during two previous terms in office. Yes, he did. I say we organize an army of Californians, and we go down there and we take over Brazil. What do you think? Are you with me? We just take it over. Nah. Okay. I've never wanted to go to Brazil. I haven't either. Uh, I mean... I don't want to go anywhere, really. Yeah. I got it all right here. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You really do. We all do. We all do. Uh, from Mother Jones. A nearly lost ancient grain could be the future of farming. Maslins. Oh, okay. Maslins, Maslins, the global staple you've never heard of, Mike, are poised for a comeback. Worldwide, Maslins fell out of favor long ago, replaced nearly everywhere by sprawling single-grain monoculture. But a small and passionate group of scientists is hoping to change that. A paper published in Agronomy for Sustainable Development makes the case for Maslins to be revived by farmers around the world for tastier bread, healthier crops, and more sustainable agriculture. Maslins, which are grown almost entirely in Ethiopia now, have all kinds of advantages. They can be grown other, in other places. Yeah. It's just that Ethiopia is the only one that still grows them. Bless them. Maslins uh, have a more re- reliable yield, have a more complete nutritional profile. They have the ability to grow in marginal soils and survive drought. Wow. The grain mixes also appear to have natural resistant pests from insects to fungal diseases. Yeah. This is a good thing. Yeah. You, you, you said I didn't know Maslin. Well, I did. There was a, right down the street, there was Vicki Maslin. Vicki Maslin. Yeah, she lived down. She was a year older than me. Uh-huh. And when I was eight years old, she punched me in the stomach so hard it took my wind, the wind right out of me. So, well. so don't say I don't know the Maslin. Okay. Okay. That was uh, enlightening. Mm -hmm. From NPR, 
A new study found that a black hole has been burping out energy from a small star that it shredded in 2018. (laughs) After two years, it didn't eject any energy, and then it decides to burp out this energy. How unusual is this? Super unusual, said Yvette Sendez, an astronomer at the Center for Astrophysics, Harvard and Smithsonian, and lead author of the report. We've never really seen this before to this degree, she said. Mm. Researchers made the discovery when they used a powerful radio telescope to check in on some two dozen black holes where stars had been shredded after coming too close to the holes. Wow. They're shredded. Yeah. Shredded means the material in the star was pulled apart or spaghettified. (laughs) There's a point when you get too close to a black hole that you can no longer escape the black hole. That's called the event horizon. But this material never crossed that boundary, according to our best estimates, And uh, Sendez said. It got spaghettified. It got shredded. Wow. It got too close to a black hole. That's Mm. what can happen to you, Mike. Yeah. You can get spaghettified. I don't want that to happen. I don't either. How about you, Molly? You no. want to get spaghettified? <laughs> I don't think he wants it either. <laughs> uh, in other words, the star that got too close, uh, got close enough to the black hole to get shredded, but not fall into that point of no return. Right. So it's right on the edge there. The study's discovery that the black hole didn't re- eject any energy for two years. You know, just. Wow. Shredded opens up fascinating new avenues for research. Got people talking. They're wondering what the hell's going on. I don't know if you have the answer. I doubt you do. But have we watched things be sucked into a black hole? I don't think we have. I I think what we've seen here is about the closest it comes, the energy being uh, taken out. Although I don't know. Why, Why do you ask me things that I don't know? I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm retor- okay. Sorry, I won't. I won't. I, I mean, won't I engage don't mean it like that. No, but, I just wondered know, if you I had. Know, you, I thought maybe you might have have recollection of no, because we talk about him all the time. It's just just what you said. They, yeah, they, not that I, in yeah. everything I've read, I haven't seen anything. But there might be some instance yeah, where yeah. it's here one day, gone the next. Yeah, I just yeah, over those many years of studying the skies, somebody would have seen a, something go in and yeah, not come, and not out. come out. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I don't know. You hear, speaking about coming in and <laughs> going in and not coming out, oh. you hear about this Kanye West guy? Kanye, Kanye, that's... Nice. It's all the rage to yeah, talk about yeah. him. Yeah, let's go ahead. You want to? Yeah, I don't I care. don't really, I don't, I don't really. like the whole idea because it seems yeah. well, like I, it's given okay. him what he wants. But I thought this was an interesting opinion from the Washington Post by Karen Ataya. Two weeks ago, of course, Kanye West stoked black outrage by wearing a White Lives Matter shirt at a fashion show. I think there's something wrong with the guy. And I think when you put him in public, he does things that, I don't know, irritate people and don't make any sense and don't coincide with any uh, uh, logic within his own self. He's he's, uh, bipolar, I guess, is what they say. I don't know. He kind of goes between uh, stupid and racist. Uh, then he went full-blown anti-Semitic in tweets and interviews, vowing to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Yeah. Imagine how great it'll be now that Elon Musk has Twitter. Yeah. You'll be hearing about all sorts of stuff like that, really yeah. Yeah. edifying for us all. I, I would, Kanye, I was out when he sat in the Oval Office with Trump and said oh, some yeah, of the yeah. things he said then. I was like, okay, well, you know, something's wrong. There is something well, off there about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't apologize for any of this, but doubled down. Since then, uh, Ye, as he's called, has been dropped from representation by his agency, CAA. Vogue cut ties with him, and Adidas finally served, uh, severed its extremely lucrative relationship with Ye, canceling his Yeezy line will cost the company $248 million this year. Can you imagine? The deal generated an estimated $2 billion a year. Close to 10% of the company's annual revenue. Oh, my God. And its stock now is tumbled. All because of this effing guy. Yeah. Who's who's not not worth it. Should we... Give a tip of the hat to Adidas for doing something that well, is... Well, it took a while. They should have done it a while back, yeah, but yeah, yeah, good for them. Yeah. The deplatforming of uh, Ye is a strong and necessarily necessary check against hate speech, but the saga reinforces how fraud it is to look to predominantly white capitalistic institutions to enforce and maintain boundaries around hate and bigotry yeah. in this society. Yeah. Uh, remember the uh, drama over Joe Reagan just this year? Yes, yes. After it was found that he had used the N-word multiple times on his podcast and had helped boost the profile of the hate group, the Proud Boys, the powers that be protected him. Yeah. Spotify resisted calls to de-platform him, instead maintaining Reagan's $200 million contract. Yeah. In fact, Spotify CEO Daniel Eck defended Reagan, saying it's critical thinking and open debate that powers real and necessary progress. I don't know if that's critical thinking, yeah. calling names. Come on, guy. Look, Kanye's going to show up on Tucker Carlson for the next however yeah. long, and he'll be fine. Yeah, um, A bunch of people who would never buy his music will be in his corner, and I guess, I don't know how yeah. it'll play out. Well, why weren't his statements looked at this way, though? Like, like uh, why is all this... Coming down on him and not on Rogan yeah. is the question. Right, you're right. Yeah. Or what about Mel Gibson and his uh, yeah. Yeah. nasty anti-Semitism? After a few years, he has been welcomed back into the uh, into Hollywood. This year, he confirmed he would be directing and starring in a fifth Lethal Weapon movie. Oh my God! Yeah. So let's see how fast corporate America welcomes back an ignorant black rapper who makes ugly shoes. We're not talking Tucker Carlson and the pillow guy. We're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Adidas. I think he, I think there are some mental health issues. There was a I saw the documentary about Kanye and that was alluded to in the documentary that he has been. Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. That he's uh, he has bipolar. Issues. He has issues. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can. I don't I know if you can tell it. You know, I, that's hard to say. I'm sure people would look at me and say the same thing. <laughs> you can tell he has issues, but I don't know. For someone who has issues like me, I can tell that he has issues, pretty deep issues. <laughs> yeah. He just, he looks lost most of the time. Yeah. And, and he's just got his mouth running and somehow he's been able to cash in. It's odd how that happens, huh? Yeah. I, I will say he's a talented. I won't say that. Rapper. I, I mean, I wouldn't be, many years ago, I heard some of his stuff and I thought it was, I mean, I'm not into rap, but. Oh God! I it was decent. Yeah. I thought it was decent. I, I wouldn't put it in the top of anything, really. Yeah. I think he got lucky. I think he's uh, prolific. Yeah. He never runs out of ideas. Yeah. But most of them, 
involves some sort of negativity. Yeah. No uh, uplift there at all. Yeah. Okay. And finally, from The Guardian. With its big eyes, bushy tail, and sensitive ears. Mahler? Mahler? No, no, no. No, no, no. Mahler? Oh, okay. It's an animal called the I-I Mahler. Oh. An I-I. And it may appear to be cute and quirky. But now researchers have discovered that the I-I, this nocturnal endangered creature found only in Madagascar, has a less endearing trait. It uses its long middle finger to pick its nose. <laughs> And eat the mucus. Yeah. While doing so, this animal inserts the entire length of its extra long, skinny, and highly mobile middle finger into the nasal passages and then licks the nasal mucus collected. Okay. Yeah. What else are you going to do with a middle finger? I... <laughs> to dig deeper, they, uh, the researchers created a 3D model using CDs. C T-scans of the head and hand of the I.I. to understand where the middle finger was going. <sighs> Findings suggested the digital extended, the digit extended deep into the head. This finger is basically ending in the throat, they oh. said. Well, you know, I mean, if you could do that, would you? I mean, would you want to scratch might, your throat that way? I, you know, I might try. Yeah. I don't know that that would be something I would do regularly, but I would maybe, <laughs> oh, I can do that. that that's pretty interesting. Uh, that's wild. It is not clear why eyes have a penchant for nose picking, with the researchers noting it could be just an act of self-cleaning. Yeah. Very much. But there may be other explanations. The team noted that the texture, crunchiness, and saltiness of the snot could be appealing. And that snot eating may prevent bacteria from sticking to teeth and boost immune responses. However, however, there could be a downside. <laughs> I think <laughs> other research has suggested nose picking spreads nasal bacteria. The study concluded that nose picking was understudied and more research was needed. can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.